Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Ricky. No, I like the way, uh, that, um, what's his name? Gary with the T. He's a gay radio jockey. I love the way he comes on radio. Good morning, America. Good morning. He feels good. You should feel good. Waking up in this great land. Now I want everybody to shake their tail feather. You on the mothership. It's funky. And we're going to continue the conversation on pensions. I got my chocolate croissant here. I'm riding. I got my cold brew here. Hold on. Cold brew. Mm. I want you to shake your ass. Shake your buns. Shake your balls. Shake your titties. Come on. Get some exercise in here. We're too stiff. God, Togan, we got to be politically correct when we're dancing. Guys, let's get started. We got to talk about this pension. Is it a scam? I think so. I don't like the pension deal. It maybe used to be nice, but it's a scam. If you're waiting for the government to retire you, and with the mismanages of our resources, our taxes, stupid wars, and everything else under the sun, you get to that finish line, 65 or whatever it is, they move the goalposts, and the, fu- the pension, the fund is empty. Good Lord. for white women please make sure you gmail me guys we're on spotify powered by spotify we love spotify all my green people may god bless you diamonds are a girl's best friend and someone should have told us that when we were young if you get a woman your your check is hers i'm seriously what's hers is hers it's it's not even like a cute saying it's the law it's maritime law it's american law it's the hidden law. It's the law of the sea. She has, yeah, the what wet, the vagina, the water. She comes under that. Did you not know? She belongs to the state. She belongs to the soil. Just so you know. Okay? Diamonds are a girl best friend. Seriously. Happy wife. Happy life. Black men, this is exactly why you need to be on this station. You need to be listening. This is the station for white women. Also, check out my book, my latest book, Black Women Rings Around Saturn. Available on Amazon, Audible, and Kindle. It's a great read. Great for the holidays. Halloween is coming up. I'm a Scorpio. I can't wait for Christmas. We're going to do it big this year. Now, everybody wants to lock the country down and put on our mask and observe the holidays. F that. American people ain't going for it. How you guys doing? Now, we're talking a little bit about the pension deal. Again, it's a scam. It's a scam. You work with some ridiculous company that's probably going to go overseas at some point. And it's just a corporation. And it used to be, in America, things, breakfast used to be amazing. Now breakfast sucks. Football, baseball, everything that was nice and we treasured 
including our holidays, our holy days, if you will. No one gives a shit anymore. Who gives a damn about no damn holiday? We don't care about our kids in schools. We don't care for the elderly. We haven't cared for the elderly in this country for a long time. You can't buy a house nowadays without some foolishness. Everything is a damn scam in this country. Washington, D.C. is a scam. The bureaucrats, the way they use our monies, it's all a scam. And I hate to to say it that way because you'll have goofy behind Americans get their best. A lot of people are not even American patriots. These are niggas. Anybody can just be an American. The American people, the American people, you you don't even mean that. Not talking about good, hardworking Americans. They're talking about anybody that agrees with them. He's an American. No, he's not. He just got here yesterday. Well, he's 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 gonna be okay. He agrees with us. He's gonna be a liberal, right, sir? I don't know liberal mean uh, from another country. Well, don't worry. We'll get you some food stamps and up uh, some uh, Section 8 and everything else. And you just be with this. Just come to the Democrats. You, you're dead. That's what they did to black folks. Now, the pension. I want you to listen to this. Joker is Jack Nicholson. Do you remember when he was coming into the city? He was, that nigga was dancing, but throwing money at his gun. I mean, that nigga was sick. Batman, where you where Batman at? This nigga out here in City Hall, Gotham. That nigga, hey, woo, the Joker, shake your ass. I want America. I want white women. Turn this shit up. They're trying to take away our country. Scam us. Borders wide open, dog on it, fake news everywhere, fake ass government. We got to get some real government in there for the guy talk on people. Not for uh, Washington is for the globalists. Who's running Washington, D.C.? Is it the Queen of England or the damn uh, the Cardinals? Obviously, they're going to have their interests, but Trump is talking about American interests. This is why I think people like my mom and my family, they're going to be coming over to uh, the Republican side, at least for this election. You guys know now Trump believes he's going to get 44%. I said 60, and I still believe it's 60. I was started, I started with 40, but I upped it because we're seeing the trajectory. Hell, he might even get 80%. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. Black people are on some mess. Guys, we're going to get to it. We're going to be talking about the fake-ass pension and how it's welfare and how mainly African-Americans are, per, are, are perpetuating and patronizing a dead system that is doesn't work for America. It works for immigrants sometimes until they're tired of their ass. It works for foreigners, displaced people, and war-torn lands. But it does not help the average American, the average patriot. And it damn sure is not going to help our children. 
to imagine getting old. You're 68 and you good shape, good dick. And you're hitting, you're hitting your wife good still, you know? Maybe some of these young coochie, because you got some money. You a sugar daddy. And they talk about, your pension ain't there. Say, we had it all set up. We're going to get older. You know, still hit some young coochie. Pay my rent. Travel. Thailand, Brazil. Then you get there. You got to go down to Harry Hines. I respect Asians. They get here, they get their shit together. I'd say, I'm going to get me an Asian girl, for real. No, no, seriously. And we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the Arboretum. I think I got me a fine, fine chance to get into you guys. Come on, shake your ass. Come on, guys. Everybody, you hear me? Like the joke, us. I want you to do it. Retirement is a scam. 
it's a huge scale because it focuses so much on preparing for the future and sacrificing some of the greatest years of your life. We need to stop living our lives based on this model of preparation that the future is going to be better. Take a listen. After the Optus and Medibank data breaches, we were warned to be extra vigilant. Sadly, though, it's too late now for Maureen, who lost her life savings in a cruel scam. But now, like many of us, she wants to learn how to protect herself against fraudsters. Take a listen. Just further on the issue of that pensions are a scam, let's talk about the guy who basically said that he would start taking his pension when he was 55 and then live to 80 and therefore that covered the 25 years it would take him to recover now his guys, pension value. The problem just so you understand, I'm not giving out any financial advice. I'm not here to tell you don't trust America, don't sign up for the dream. As he said, when you're a kid, you're preparing for college. When you get to college, you're preparing for the big, bad workforce. When you get to workforce, you're preparing for retirement, which pension plays the biggest part in all of that. But you're kind of on this hamster wheel and you never get a moment within that to stop and take a look at what are the options, what's being said, what's going on. Most people don't realize pensions, in my opinion, are a scam or the retirement concept. Even the American dream is a scam. But when you get to a certain place, you can't be mad at nobody because it's like they told you through movies, through experts, think tanks, that this shit wasn't true to start with. You saw the way we started this country off. You see how lopsided it is all these years, all of the hurdles we went through decade and decade. And what the hell made you think we would give your ass a good pension? And you, even the people who I've ever seen get one, they said to me, I worked for this shit just to basically die and have enough for your funeral expenses. And maybe whoever's living, as the man said, you should think about it, they may get a little bit of uh, whatever. Come on. Cover the pension value. The problem with that is that if you take the pension earlier, say at a 55, then unfortunately the payout is going to be reduced. That's always part of the terms and conditions of any pension. It'd probably be on the lower end, around about five grand a year. Now he might live to the age of 93 and get the value of his starting pension back. But the reality is, is that the pension should continue to grow and it should continue to give him more money, which he'll never be able to claim. And because he's allowed to live a certain period of time, he won't be able to transfer the remaining value of that pension to any of his nearest and dearest. Now, I don't believe... case made sense when tax rates were coming down you know you, you, you get a tax deduction up here it goes tax deferred and you retire and you pay tax down here but we know guys again i am not trying to give you any advice on how to go about your life endings or your life uh adventure in america i could care less it's not my job, it's not my business 
But I want you to listen to this, especially if you're black, because we've been taking advantage of black men. The white man, he's got the black, the white black woman. He's gonna put her on section eight. She's straight. He's got it. It's tax deferred, and you retire and you pay tax down here. But we know tax are gonna have to go up. So how much sense does it make to take money out of your check today, mm -hmm. defer that baby till taxes go up to 50, 60 percent? Then I'm gonna take it out. That doesn't make any sense. So what I tell people is, say, does your company have a 401k? Yes. Does it have a match? Yes. Explain the match. Well, if I put in 4%, they match with 4%. Okay, good, I do that. That's 100% rate of return. But above the match, I wouldn't put in my 401k anymore. I would put that in a cash rate life insurance because I want to be in control. I want to have tax-free income and return. Now, again, black people was taught that the government will do everything, just live. And this is the, the saddest thing I've ever seen. Because the way the government works is not the way it used to work. The things that, like, like the guy said, where you used to be, it made sense to get a 401k back in the days. Take a listen. I want to talk to you about three words that should scare the heck out of you, especially if you're young. Public pension liabilities. Okay, I know you probably have about a hundred things you're worried about, and public pension liabilities likely aren't one of them. But that's the reason this is so scary, because almost no one is paying attention. Unless you're okay with your city going full Detroit and giving more of your hard-earned money to pay off someone else's debts, stay with me. So what Take a listen. is a public pension liability? A pension is a guaranteed lifetime payment to someone after they retire. Pensions used to be a big deal in the private sector. Every major American company had them, but they became too expensive and companies have taken steps to phase them out. However, pensions still live on in the public sector among employees of the government and they're eating city and state's budgets alive. More and more money that could go to tax cuts or better services is instead being shoveled aside to pay for these benefits. Why is this happening? Over decades, politicians have promised trillions of dollars in pensions to government workers. That includes police, firefighters, teachers, and city and state officials. You name a government job, and there's a pension associated with it. Now, you may be wondering, how big are these payments? Many pensions are quite large. In California, more than 62,000 retired public employees are receiving pensions of over $100,000 per year. Sometimes it's even crazier. A retired New York City sanitation worker is getting $285,000 per year. A retired county administrator in California receives over $400,000 per year. Remember, these are guaranteed lifetime yearly payouts. Now, we love our public employees. They do vital work for our local communities and the wider society. They deserve competitive pay and retirement benefits. But currently, Many cities are, in effect, paying for multiple public departments at the same time. The department that's working now, and because people are living longer, a generation or two of retirees. The system amounts to a self-perpetuating, corrupt merry-go-round. Public sector unions give large donations to candidates, who are then responsible for negotiating how much of your money goes to public sector workers. These arrangements not only promise high salaries in the short term, 
but they also hide the payments that will be due down the road. Take a listen. Hey guys, it's Sasha. Let's say you are somebody in your 20s, 30s, or 40s, and you are trying to decide. Should you put your money into your because every single bit of financial advice out there will tell you that the number one thing you should put your money into is your pension. Every month when you get paid, after you've paid your tax, the first place your money should go is the retirement account. And most people will have an automatic deduction every single month set up. In the US it's the 401k, in the UK it's the workplace pension, same difference. You pay money into your pension before tax in most cases, so there is a tax saving there. Your employer contributes some money on top of the money that you contribute. In the UK, when you put in 5%, the employer pays another 3%. In the US, matching is not mandatory, but most big employers will also have some kind of a matching scheme. And every financial advisor on the planet will tell you it is a no-brainer, of course. So something a little bit different and perhaps even a little bit controversial in this video, but I'm going to back it up with numbers and perhaps what I'm trying to do is make you think a little bit differently about your pension in the UK. Now this is not for everyone and there are some caveats I'm going to go into at the end that you must consider before making any decisions. So the general consensus is that you should invest in your pension. Take a listen guys. Welcome to Retirement Matters. Today I'm joined by John Lawson from Aviva and we're going to be talking about pension scams. So you see it's a thing. A pension scam is a thing. If someone tried to scam you for tens of thousands of pounds, would you notice? We all hope we would, but many people don't notice until it's too late. Now family, again, I'm, I'm trying to be careful the way I say what I say because, you know, Everybody out there wants to sue you or, you know, telling the truth comes with a price and not a good thing. Honesty is not the best policy. In fact, lying is the best policy because that's why everybody lies because everybody's got a policy. Everybody knows the policies. That's why nobody follows law. And I want to say thank God and I want to say thank you to some of my Jewish friends they said, Hezekiah, are you going to get a pension or 401k? I said, of course. I'm an American citizen. They said, well, look here. Uh, huh? Yeah. Oh, good Lord. No, I'm, I'm not going to get a pension. Oh, I, 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 I didn't know that. Damn. I'm sipping on this cold brew. So again, I get on the phone with my friend, my Jewish friends, and he says, you know, because they, they love Hezekiah. And I said, so tell me about this pension. <laughs> what? No. Are you serious? And just like that, I said to myself, I'm going to have to think about this. Because something doesn't sound right with this whole pension deal for me. We're on the phone and I'm saying, please, educate me and let me know. Because this is all I know. I'm a dumb Negro. I'm stupid. Big gorilla. Really. I need some guidance. I'm not afraid to ask my Jewish friends, my white friends. I need help. Ask white people for help. Stop looking stupid 
always trying to rely on some some niggas to help you. That's white folks. So I got educated. Thank God. Because I was about to get screwed in the butt cheeks with no grease. Straight buns flapping against my corridor brain. Effed. Now this is an issue. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm just being a little bit colorful here playing around. But pensions, pension scams, and the whole system that is the 401k, again, because what you, the guy said you have is a bunch of people in government getting money out of you now, and they'll give the money back to you. And, and the government is so unstable, they don't, we can't even get Similac in here correctly. Tolls, tunnels, and bridges, and then we have these adventurous wars where, again, you may not be able to get your money back. Sorry, we had to give it to Ukraine. Guys, you're on Clyde Yorkshire. You guys not like classical music. We're talking about pensions and the scheme and scam that it is. Again, this is not financial advice. So don't think that I'm giving it and don't go saying that I heard this financial guru named Clyde Yorkshire because I'll tell you, you are a liar. My job, my hope, is to get you to think about your family and what could you really do with the money you're given and earning in the United States. Now, unfortunately, the state or the local government has its own idea of what they want you to do and not do with your money. A lot of us don't know this. And so... What I've learned, the, 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 the joke is, for foreigners, you can never own anything here, but you can run the business. And for us who are citizens and patriots, you can own a little bit, not very much because everything is all owned by the state, but at least you can access more benefits and have more opportunities to you, but you can never use your money the way the foreigners are using it because you live here. So when you live here, you're stuck to the state. The state relies on you. You are a, how can I say this? You are an asset to the state. They can't go around creating foreign policy unless you're here because this is how we convince the world that we're going to pay for whatever crazy adventure that we're on in the United States. We got all these taxpayers. They'll pay for it. And if we push back, there's the politicians to butter us up. So the U.S., again, can make all of these deals and loans with this bank and that bank, the World Bank. But in all of this stuff, our pension is in the middle of it. No matter what happens in this country, it all comes down to your pension. And that's why we even have an economy and a workforce because people are under the assumption that at some point they're going to experience this American dream. And they are okay with not having it at 20, 30. What if the American dream started at 19? But it's set up to start after 65.
You got to put it in a little college, you know, go through your parents' customs and cultures and things like that. You get 20-something years old, get your college going and everything and get in the workforce. Come out of the workforce, hopefully around 45, 50, which that doesn't make any sense. Most people get in the workforce really around 30, 35. And they come out around 60, 65. So we want you to come out at 65. And now we want you to go and see all of the places in the world that you wanted to go. Egypt, Turkey, Germany, Greece. But does it always work that way? Of course not. And again, this pension is always fluctuating. Companies are opting out of it now and they're closing it down like the VCRs and uh, cassette tapes. Guys, you're on Clyde Yorkshire, the station for white women, and we're talking about the scam. You're on Spotify. Welcome one. Welcome all. We got a lot to figure out. And I'm going to tell you, no one's going to show up and give you the answers. It just does not work that way. Sorry to tell you. And if you are a citizen, you are expected to be dumb. And I learned that when I went to court. They expect you not to know shit because of the way that the law is written. That's why you have lawyers. The state does not want you to know the answers to the riddle of America and the American dream. Therefore, they, it won't work anymore. When people realize that the American dream was set up just as a concept, an idea, a visual aid, a scam, people won't buy into it anymore. And they will begin to create their own... It's like... Now, I don't mean no harm. I'm, I'm not a flat earther, but I don't damn think the damn earth is round. Hell no. If people stop buying into the earth being round, little do people know, a lot of shit will change. A lot of stuff. Almost overnight. But that's the way the pension works. When people figure out there is no good way or any way, period, to get the American dream. And most people who get the American dream, they don't use a pension system, a mortgage system to get there. They find a way to get into business, real estate or something, acting or whatever, and then they experience the American dream, the MBA or whatnot. But people like you and me, everyday workers... We experienced the American nightmare of learning how much BS we've been, we had shoved up our, our, our uh, caboose. This is real. You wonder why so many people are homeless. So many people have given up on life in a country. It becomes evident. We've been BSed and bullshitted. no one to blame. It's not the white man. It's the damn system. Simultaneously, the same crucial awareness and awakening is happening all over the world. And we share information with you, too, to tell you about these pensions. Same thing, as I said, with the mortgage. It's a joke. Damn pension? I would love the pension system to be real. It seems like that's the way life should be. 
And again, the way African-Americans eat, the way we live, most of us, hell, we might not even make it to 62, eating all that butter, sugar, oil. And they count on this shit, too, by the way. Now, we don't care about people's feelings as it relates to the truth. And again, I think this is why there is so much bad food around here and everything else. Crime. They have to create a society in which the average person, one way or the other, won't make it to the perceived age that they brought into on their pension. Oversaturating of chicken sandwiches, carbonated drinks, canned foods, genetically modified fruits and veggies, snacks in a gas station that shouldn't even be given to animals. Things that are killing us while we wait for our pension. This sounds like a great, great, great scheme. Who the hell thought of this? This is from the French word mer, meaning sea, ocean, whereby the word mermaid is derived, hence sea maiden. The suffix word chant means a repetitive song in which as many syllables as necessary are assigned to a single tone. Hence, a mer-chant is someone who sings a repetitive sea song or song of the sea because they wanted repeat customers. This is true when we follow the term repeat, which is linked etymologically to the word for feather. How? The English term repeat is cognate with the Latin repetere, meaning to return, from the Latin prefix re and petere, translated as to seek, attack, claim, desire. The Latin word petere gave rise to the old high German fide, meaning wing, whereby wing is linked with the Sanskrit veti, for it blows. The wind is what blows and was needed for the ships to continue on their merchant journeys. The old high German fide is where the federal government derives its name from, which is the central power of government. You guys all right? We're going to tie this into the the whole uh, pension deal. Now, again, to understand, again, why in the black community all these merchants are coming in selling you donuts, hair nails, and everything else, and why you are supposed to play your part and just be the consumer. It's set up that way, and your leaders in Washington knows this, and I'm not talking about white people. I'm talking about black people who claim to be over the black caucus and concerned about your whereabouts and really just race baiting and looking out for their own constituency and their own journey that they're on in America. I'm not necessarily the bearer of bad news. Let's just take a listen to a friend of mine. something. It was that the man who put them there, or the tribe who fashioned this strange picture. 
So here we see the four seasons, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, writing a story about their risen Savior. And what do we see them all for writing about? The Son. This is why Jesus had 12 apostles. Jesus represents God's Son. Not S-O-N, S-U-N. Jesus is a metaphor in the New Testament for the Son. And he was our risen Savior, of course. The sun rises each morning. You'll see this famous painting where there are 12 apostles. And to Jesus' right, there's the first apostle to his right is a woman. A lot of people do not know that one of the 12 apostles of Jesus was a woman. Why? Because there is a zodiological sign called Virgo. Virgo was a virgin. That's why you have to have one woman in there to represent Virgo. The 12 apostles are the 12 signs of the zodiac. Now let's look at some of the zodiac symbols used in religious history. And we'll start with Taurus the bull. The age of Taurus was the age of agriculture when the cows and, and animals that we were now beginning to use as food. That was just one of the qualities of the age of Taurus. The age of Taurus is between 4400 and 2200 BC. And keep in mind that Taurus the bull was recognized all over the world by all governments and all religions of the world. Everybody knew what it meant, except us today. <laughs> so this is why you have words like holy cow, and the cow is still holy in, in, in India today. We see the Egyptians worshiping the sun between the, the horns of the bull. The sun is very important to the 12 signs of the zodiac. Most people do not realize that Taurus, being in the, in the heavens as a constellational sign, was very, very important to Judaism. Here is Taurus, the cow, the bull, and he's in heaven. You see the sun behind him, so the sun is in the age of Taurus, the bull. And, of course, we have many stories about the, the Jews worshiping the golden calf. People don't understand what that story is all about. Moses goes up to the mountain to talk with God because it is time for God to change the ordinances of heaven. And it's important here to remember that each sign of the constellation last 2,150 years. Every 2,150 years, the world changes completely. All the great religions of the world realize that. And now Moses comes down with a new beginning of a new way to worship God. A new time when God is going to be worshiped in a different way. And so Moses goes up to find out what that new way of worship that God wants people to do. And so we have the story of the golden calf. Golden, well, because the sun is golden. And calf is a bull. So we have the golden calf or the bull, Taurus, 
and the sun in the age of Taurus. Now, you might be saying to yourself, what the hell did we just listen to? And what are we talking about here? Take a listen. In Judaism and Christianity, there is virtually not one concept, belief, or idea expressed in Judaism or Christianity. Not one that cannot be traced back many, many times to many different religions. It's a very old, ancient story. It's the greatest story ever told. In Judaism and Christianity, there is virtually not one concept, belief, or idea expressed in Judaism or Christianity. Not one. This man needs no introduction. So here we see the four seasons, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, writing a story about their risen Savior. And what do we see them all for writing about? The Son. This is why Jesus had 12 apostles. Jesus represents God's Son. Not S-O-N, S-U-N. Jesus is a metaphor in the New Testament for the Son. And he was our risen Savior, of course. The sun rises each morning. You'll see this famous... Now, again... It's a growing... Allow me to explain a little bit about what this gentleman... And how this ties into the pension. Now... For many people... And I know famously growing up in a black church, I don't think that we understood religion the way we we should have. There was a lot of factors that went into us not really perceiving religion the way maybe some white people would. And that was because our economical circumstance. That was because perhaps our way of traditionally accessing religion, that there are some kinks in there that needs to come out. There are some kinks that need to come out. And the reason why it needs to come out is because God should be worshipped uniformly. And I think if you're going to be a Christian, And I always wonder why the black church was not really linked to the Catholic church. Like, why don't we look to the Pope as something in a black community? We never did. We looked more to like locals like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. (sighs) This, believe it or not, is part of the reason why black people have pensions is because the way we were taught like in with our religion like in our finances in our social life and in our political life we were taught wrong 
That's why most black people prefer to go to a, a white church. I think because, and I get it, they're more structured and they are holier to me. And, 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 and me personally, this is why I, the older I get, I, I kind of prefer to go sit in a synagogue. I, I, I kind of prefer respectfully to have a rabbi. I, I just, I'm so sorry. I've had imams, I've had pastors, I've had reverends. I don't know what's my next step from there, but I prefer to have a rabbi. Things are explained a lot better. I'm not going to talk about Israel and Gaza. God forbid, that's a nightmare. I let Trump do the talking for me. Whatever Trump says on on it, that's what I'm on. You gotta love your president. He doesn't mince words. He doesn't hold back. He's not afraid to even get at Benjamin, which is really Mr. Untouchable right now. If you're Benjamin Netanyahu, you possibly just made the greatest decision of your Goddamn last hundred years, last, excuse me, last 50 years, Israel is not over 80 yet, but it is expecting to tell and to provide a larger story. I've been spotty on Israel for a reason. Because I'm critical of everybody. I, I don't really have anything to say on this subject, so I'm going to stay off of it. I'm from America, New York particularly. So I just don't think it's fair for me to get in and weigh in on this one. I'm going to stay out of this. If you're not with Israel, you're not with anything. Never said I was neutral. I said I'm staying out of this. Just like if you show up at a hamburger joint, some jerk backs into you trying to do a dance move and you knock your beer over and even on your girlfriend and he laughs and keeps doing the dance. And your girlfriend and your brother-in-law that's there and your co-worker, they're watching you. And you say, hey, buddy, I'm going to have to uh, teach you a lesson. You offended me and my girlfriend and you messed up her pretty dress. Oh, man, I'm so sorry, man. Uh, we just kind of hanging out. Uh, no, no. I mean, I'm going to have to teach you a lesson one way or the other. And you roll up your sleeves and you get to making it known. And he forks up an apology. And his buddies are not laughing anymore. And yours are kind of like, damn. 
And they're sitting on the sideline and they're like, hey man, you deserve this, buddy. And you haul off and you give them a backhand smack in the head. Hey, what's up with you, man? Defending the lady, the establishment, me. And you laugh about it. We should make you pay for our dry cleaning and get us another round of uh, drinks here, buddy. We're going to let this slide, pal. But you get get going and you don't do that again. And your buddies say, man, good job, man. All right, man. Yeah, man, y'all, st- you know, they actually stayed out of it. But they were there with you. That's what I'm talking about. I am not weighing in on this one. Until first, I get more information. And I listen to the leadership themselves speak on this topic. What do you mean? When I hear from Bibi Netanyahu or a member of their Knesset, say this is the deal. And I'm going to say that's the deal. When I hear the House and the conservatives and Fox talk about what's going on, that's the next step that I'm going to take because that's what I believe is going on. I don't believe whatever's happening with CNN I don't trust it. You know, it's not my job to get into that. I don't want to hear anything MSNBC, uh, 7 Up, CBS, or so whatever. I don't do the fake news media, Associated Press. Usually they get a little bit more of the story. At times, at times they're reliable. The Wall Street Journal, the Harold, the Benedict, you can get good information, but sometimes you can't. The Harry, it's all papers. The Post, the Morgan. So I met these wonderful sisters in. I hop, and they were having a meal, and I got a chance to talk with them a little bit, and it was fun, really nice. I enjoyed them, and I enjoyed their stories. They were from Iowa. Shout out to Iowa. Guys, shout out to us, Spotify and Clyde Yorkshire. Shout out to Audible. And even Amazon, great companies, like working with them, great business relation. It's great, great, great companies. Great, 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 great companies. How many of you guys appreciate a pension? Or the idea of a pension. Now, when this was pitched to me, 
So here we see the Four Seasons. I thought it was a fantastic idea. I thought this is the way that life actually is. And so that's what I looked forward to. Take a listen. The interest of... If you uh, are going to send a box through the mail and you need to wrap it with some rope, you go out in the garage and you find some, some rope and tie up the box and that should be sufficient to do the mailing. But if you're going to take that rope out to the edge of a 10-story building and hang on it, you better trust and you better examine the integrity of that rope now because your life hangs in the balance on it. Another example is if you owned a two-story building and you were going to put a lot of weight on the second floor, if you were, if you were smart, you would go downstairs first with the structural engineer, get on a ladder and go up through the ceiling tiles and examine the floor that you're going to put that weight on to see if the floor is going to hold that kind of weight. So what you're doing is you are standing under the foundation you're going to build on. You're standing under to get understanding because that's where the word understand comes from, to stand under the foundation that you're building on. Understanding words is what you really need to start doing. You need to start doing your homework and understanding words. If you put an S in front of words, it becomes swords. And that's what words are. They're cutting. They can cause you great trouble. Humans are word control creatures. So we need to establish what words mean. Again, when we talk about law, there's a Roman maximum in law that says, for he that would be deceived, let him. Simply meaning, if you are so ignorant as to be deceived, then that's your business, that's your problem. So you need to do your homework and find out what the words mean, especially in relation to law and government. Because there is a whole a world of occultism that is operating today throughout the world in which you use certain words, and when those words are used in a court, they don't mean the same thing at all. Understanding law and the words of law, there are two things that this planet has. Water and earth, water and land. Consequently, there are two kinds of law, the law of the land and the law of water. You've heard the term law of the land, but in point of fact, that's precisely what this word means, law of the land because it is the people who live on land. And that is opposed to something else called the law of the high seas or the law of water. You need to understand the difference. The law of the land is the law of the culture that lives on the land. 
And so consequently, the law of the land is different in every country. You can do things in America you can't do in Russia. You can do things in Africa you can't do in England. So the law of the land is the law of the culture that lives on that particular land. However, there is a higher law that dominates the entire world. It's called the law of the water, or the law of the high seas. The law of water is referred to as the law of money. It doesn't matter what color you are, where you're from, or where you live. Money is money. And any time you're doing banking or using money, you are now under the law of water, maritime admiralty. If you go back in history, in ancient history, where all of this began, back in the land of Cana, and I've heard, you probably have heard in the Bible, the land of Cana. The Canaanites were Phoenician, Phoenician bloodline. And in the ancient Phoenician language, Cana, meant merchant banker. The very word merchant comes from mer, M-E-R, for the sea, for water. As a mermaid, we have merchant. Merchant bankers. Let me give an example of the difference between the law of water and the law of the land. The law of water, as I said, is a law of banking, money, as opposed to the law of the custom of the people or the law of the land. Um, the Statue of Liberty must be put in water. It could not be put on American land as such. It had to be put in the harbor because it's not the Statue of Freedom. It's a Statue of Liberty. Liberty is what a sailor gets when he pulls into port on a ship. He gets liberty. He's not free. So America is not the land of the free and the home of the brave. We're not free or brave. Period. We're not free. This is not a free country. Now let me give you an example of how this law of the water works. Why is it that you have to go to court? People are always concerned about going to court. You go to court because you play basketball and tennis on a court. How do you play tennis on a court? You play with a racket. Why? Because that's what it is. It's a racket. And make no mistake, they do not pick words by chance. These words are very serious. They do not use words in terms um, with no avail. These words are very important. When you go into a court, what's the idea of going to court? It's a game, like basketball. The whole idea in a court is to put the ball back in the other guy's court. Uh, one team gets up and they throw the ball over to that team of lawyers. That team gets up and throws the ball back into their court. And consequently, it's a ball game. And the judge is wearing a black robe, so he is the referee. The judge is the referee. He doesn't care which side wins or loses because he's going to get paid anyway. So he couldn't care less. He's merely there as a referee, and that's why he wears a black robe. And that's another interesting subject we can get into later. But the judge is a, as a referee between two teams. The judge, we are told, rules from the bench. The word bench in Latin is a bank. Therefore, the judge rules for the bank. 
Where do you find banks? You find banks on both sides of a river. They're called river banks. And what does a river bank do? It directs the flow of the current sea. <laughs> the juice. Consequently, your money is currency because it's the flow, the cash flow. And I'll give you an example of how this works. When a ship pulls into a harbor, all ships are referred to as female. Airships, rocket ships, sailing ships are always female. Why? There's a very good reason. Maritime Admiralty Banking Law says all ships are female because uh, they're carrying items. They're carrying items for money, and so consequently they are under Maritime Admiralty Law. Admiralty is where we get the word admiral, admiral of the Navy. Let me give you an example of how this works. When a ship pulls into harbor, it parks at the dock, and it ties off at the dock. The captain has to provide for the um, port authorities a certificate of manifest, because yesterday the ship was not here. But this morning, the ship pulled in, so it has manifested. So consequently, all the products, the $800 million worth of TVs or Toyotas, have manifested. So each one of those items coming off of that ship has come off of water. And each end, they has come in a ship. And consequently, on a ship, all ships have a captain. The word captain comes from a Latin word, capital, money. So the captain represents the money that's on board the ship. And as I said, the captain has to present to the port authorities a certificate of manifest for each and every item. How much does it weigh? What color is it? How many doors does it have? Etc. And consequently, the captain presents a certificate of manifest. The ship is sitting in its berth. And wherever a ship sits when it docks is called this berth. She sits in her berth, birthing a ship. Consequently, all the items, as I said, coming off that ship represent money. They came in on water. They're a maritime admiralty product. And this is true all over the world. Now, when you were born, your mother's water broke. And when your mother's water broke, you came out. And this is why you have to have a birth certificate. Because you are a maritime admiralty product under international law. You are considered, your body is considered a maritime admiralty product. Your mother delivered you. This is why if you go to Sears and buy a refrigerator, they will ship it to you. They will deliver it. That's why you were in your delivery room. Your mother was delivering a product. Maritime Admiralty, you came down your mother's birth canal. <laughs> and once you, uh, and as you're taking one of the, uh, the televisions or the cars off the ship and it falls down and breaks, uh, that's all right. Sometimes they're stillborn, so consequently you've lost money on that one. Therefore, you have to have a death certificate, and it's always signed by the doc. 
the doc has to sign your birth certificate and your death certificate. All of these words and terms are maritime admiralty banking words. And therefore, if you understand lawyers and judges and courts and government are all under international maritime admiralty law. All religions, all churches in the world operate under maritime law. This is why all churches are divided into denominations like 20s and 50s and 100s. <laughs> Serious. This is why they're called denominations, because all churches are nothing more than the product of maritime admiralty banking. It's an extraordinary story of occult uh, treason, high treason and crimes against the state. Make no mistake about it, there has never been a country on the face of the earth as far back into history as you can go. There has never existed a country in which the people rose up and demanded their right to be free. Never. The concept of human, spiritual, intellectual, and physical freedom is a totally uh, concept that has never, ever existed on the earth. The only time that has ever come into existence was the founding of this country where it was understood that we were sovereigns and we owned our bodies. And consequently, since 1868, we're now on the international maritime admiralty law. Think about this. When cowboys in Indian movies, when the cowboys would ride into town, they get off the horse, they were wearing guns. How come they could walk into a bar carrying guns? And if two guys got in an argument, they could go out on the street and draw on each other in front of the sheriff's office, and the sheriff would do nothing. How come? How come that men could go out in the street and shoot each other in front of everyone and have nothing be done about it? The reason why is because before 1868, all Americans were considered sovereigns. And that's one of the nice things about being a sovereign, is you have the right to be yourself. And consequently, you need to understand that in one last point I'm going to make before I introduce your speaker, that in 1868 there was a corporation founded, in, uh, anyone can incorporate a company, but in 1868 there was a company incorporated. And in that particular company, the founders of that company called it, they referred to it as the United States Corporation. And they stipulated that anybody who would be a member of that corporation or work for that corporation would be called not an employee, but a citizen. So today, if you are asked, are you a citizen of the United States, what you think you're being asked is, are you lawfully in this country to do business? That's not lawfully what's being asked. They didn't ask you if you were in America lawfully. They asked you a specific question. Are you of your own volition, out of your own mouth, testifying that you are a citizen of the United States? Because in that way, citizen of the United States means you are an employee of a foreign corporation operating on the international maritime law. So today, the president of the United States is the president of a privately owned company. The company is called United States. 
And the word president is always a word that is used in corporate law. Banks have presidents. All companies have presidents. So there's a corporation called United States, privately owned, and it has a president. President Bush is not the president of America. President Bush is the president of a privately owned company. Privately owned, out of England. And you need to understand words and terms. Because I believe that there is a divine presence in the universe that men call God. And one day that divine presence is going to move on the earth and we're going to see freedom come back to this world. And when it does, you're going to need to understand words and terms and how they have been used to trick you. And that's the, the speech that today I'm introducing Jason Whitney to give you some ideas about how these words have been used to enslave you. And with that, I'd like to introduce my friend. Now, Jordan Maxwell has that effect on people. He gets into it and he just goes over 60 years worth of study and research. He is widely known in all circles. Jordan Maxwell. To me... He should be the most famous Jordan in the world. Interesting man with some interesting views and philosophies. What makes him interesting is his body of work is so large. People don't know whether to agree or disagree. Simply let him live. It's Jordan Maxwell. Reminds me of George Carline. A lot of people are surprised he got to live to his age. I believe because overall he was a good man. I believe overall you have good Jews. Jewish people, excuse me. You have good Christians. You have good everybody. And then you have bad people. The reason why I let Jordan Maxwell explain his story of law things of that nature is because pension to me is what I'm really talking about is one of those words that is a very tricky 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 word pension does not mean that anybody is going to receive what they are expecting really pension means that we will do something for you when the time comes and if you read your pension correctly which most people don't it's going to tell you that this comes with some risk what we are alleging we could do could also be altered and we're not liable because of economy because of administration because of politics because of other search or seizure, who knows? So don't hold us to it completely. This is a very risky thing to take a chance on, a pension. It's not the way it used to be. And this is serious for people who are going to rely on this to get through life. And if, you, if we just play the stories of countless people being 
touted as they're part of some study, some research, some data to make up a graft of what pensionites feel like or what how's the system work for them. They don't even factor in the people who ask for the return. Give me my money back. I gave you all this money. And as a result, you're telling me in a system that gets funded and defunded, you're going to give me back this much when I get this age. And what do you place that on? On the flag? On the Constitution? On some privately corporate organization that Let me put this together. And they moved to Austria and now they are under a new company. So my pension technically doesn't exist. But because the state promised it, the state will try to send you to a contractor to have you get something. It might be about $750 because the company moved. It was a company that put into this. They sponsored your pension fund. It was called Amera Dash or whatever. People are having this happen to them on their pension. People are going to get their pension. And companies, just like you do with debt collectors, break it down and give it to these other companies who are looking for money. So the debtor that you you owe, supposedly, they don't even want it no more here. You just can't do business with us, whatever, for a certain length of time. Well, the same thing is happening with the pension. When you go to collect your pension, they say, well... As the company, we lease this off to this insurance broker, big thing company that put together pensions and they have, you know, so they were supposed to match it. And we, as the company, let them use our platform to say we were they and they were we. But however, we had this split joint fund corporation thingy, which they took most of and we got just what we put in. But we can't offer you a pension because that was leased to this company. Now you gotta find this insurance company, find policy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, sir, thank you for this time speaking. So we are your pension people. We're gonna tell you all about your uh, Now, just so you know, we uh, actually have been working with many people like yourself, helping them to realize life after work. Now we've been in this business. We worked with the company when they gave us a deal. We set up the fund. However, because of what you read in your previous policy. Just like your insurance and things like that with medical eyes, we just wanted to let you know, being that we were an independent company, we also have ha- um, had losses with the company that you worked for, which we funded and insured. However, they have stipulations that this, that, and the third, but one more, that we would provide this, if any, that, um, you know, the economy, that this, that doesn't change, natural disaster, blah, 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 and the company suffers damages, blah, blah, blah. Did they tell you about that in your pension? No. The company, when you ask the company, well, we was, we thought the insurance people were going to explain all that to you. Well, then you have this mismatch. Well, that's not our job. Our job is to explain to the company. Get them in, they pick it. Then you, you know, it's like, whoa. What does this got to do with my pension? We are explaining to you your pension. You're under Merilite, right? Or Mera Jap. Yeah. Mera Scutch. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's the, that's my insurance company, uh, which is, I think, my pension company, who insures the p- 
pension group, which is licensed to broker deals between corporation and private pension, public pension, whatever. Not sure I understand this. Yes, I do. You got to retire yourself. Now, this system used to be actually not bad. And then, unfortunately, it turned bad. What made it bad? The fact that government is not responsible with the money. And people have said this. If we are trillion dollars in debt, pension is probably not going to happen for most people, like going to the NBA. And they just don't know that. If you have access to a 401k or a traditional pension in your job, consider yourself to be lucky. Nearly 57 million Americans work for an employer that does not offer a retirement savings plan. Tonight, CBS's Janet Chamlin takes a look at some of the consequences. You guys are trying to get away. A walk with Rosie and Logan is a rare break for Marianne O'Connor. The puppies. Then she's back on her laptop juggling two jobs. Sometimes up to 11 hours a day. What did you think you'd be doing at 66? Oh, I would hope to be retired. <laughs> and what are you doing at 66? I'm working my butt off. <laughs> no savings, no 401k, not even enough to cover an emergency. She sold her home and with two other women bought a smaller one, living together to save money. Thank you very much. How has that been? Well, it's been a, a matter of life and death. Roughly half of all Americans, ages 55 to 66, have nothing safe for retirement. O'Connor knew she'd be in that group, adopting and raising three children as a single mom. I have a live for now philosophy, I guess. How's that serving you now? Oh, it's horrible <laughs> you can always improve your situation for her and others without a nest egg experts say it's not too late to make a plan continue to work lower your cost of living save what you can delay social security benefits until 70 to get the largest monthly check possible and avoid risky investments to make up for lost time the higher the promised return now guys this is scary language like when you see, if you if you feeling this way or that way, take this medicine. But hold on, there's side effects. You could vomit easily. You could get dizzy. You could fall out behind this medicine. Hell, you could start feeling back pains. But it could actually work for you as well. You say, oh man. Then you hear commercial right behind that. If you've taken that medicine. Here's a law firm that can help you if you've fallen out during construction, standing in the sun. If you run into another car while driving and you was awake and suddenly you blacked out, it might be side effects of this medicine. It's like, what? And when you think about the pension and the cruel reality that many Americans face because one is phased out, two, Nobody offers it, 
really. They don't even get sick days anymore. Jesus. Maternity days old. Nobody, nobody offers that at no damn company. The hell does that mean? That's all I'm saying is that people don't understand that now they can't even enjoy the money that you done saved up and worked for just to get that don't that's the American dream that gets pushed as they said to 70. Now how does that make any sense? But that's the reality of how a lot of people are becoming more and more homeless more and more disappointed I think this these are the issues that we need to be talking about take a listen we should seriously Waiting around for the government. As most of you know, since October 3rd till now, the stock market has been on a tremendous downturn. And there's certain warning signs that we're seeing. So today we're going to just kind of give you a glimpse of some of the news and headlines that you should pay attention to so you understand what's happening and how to protect your money going forward. CNBC News. Paul Tudor Jones sees more volatility, says the stocks could drop as much as 15% before rebounding. That was December 10th, 2018. New York Times. Matt Phillips. Wall Street faces stomach-churning swings as the economy and uncertainty grows inside the United States. December 9, 2018, Yahoo Finance is the bull market on the verge of death. December 6, 2018. Folks, this is just a small glimpse of information that's come out in a handful of days. And if you start looking at the newspapers and articles that are out there and start looking at the mainstream media first thing in the morning, you'll start getting the headlines that are important to us. If you just take the headlines that we've read today, it concludes that there is a ton of information that's out for us, but more importantly, they're all telling us the same thing. They're all pointing in one direction, that the economy of the United States is not in the position that they are telling us in most cases. And my point to telling you this is that we've always tried to get ahead of you in regards to the news so you could prepare accordingly. The newest report we now have out, the day the pension died. On page seven of that report, it will specifically talk about some of the companies and corporations that I mentioned earlier. I want you to listen to some of the names of the companies that are listed here. And then we're going to start talking about the unfunded portions of pension health inside those companies. We're looking at General Electric here, $31 billion. Boeing, we're looking at $20 billion. General Motors, we're looking at $18 billion. Lockheed Martin, $14 billion. AT&T, we're looking at $13 billion. Exxon Mobil, Delta Airlines, UPS, IBM, Ford Motors, and the list goes on and on and on. Pension health and pension programs is a supplemental income for those who work for a company long-term that gives them income so when they get ready to retire, they have the ability to continue to survive with supplemental income from Social Security and properly diversified money into equities. Today, the equities market is in trouble. When the equities market gets in trouble and we encompass it with the problems that we now have with pension plans inside the United States, our money is becoming at risk. Click on the link below and we'll give you access to electric comp electronic copy of this report immediately. Call the number on your screen and we'll be glad to discuss further details of the information in the new report. Thank you for watching U.S. Money Reserve Market Insights.
I don't. I I couldn't say nothing. I just let silence be there. So sorry. So sorry. Wow. That man just said that because of debt, we're not going to be able to give a pension. And he listed off some of the biggest pension companies that are still around. Who, because of the economy and certain circumstances and their debt and holdings and things of that nature, they can't possibly produce the world of the pension as it was in the, in the previous world. Tough to live with as an American when you get to the end of the rainbow and there's no pot of gold. <laughs>